Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I am uh, just thrilled to talk with someone that has a lot of expertise when it comes to the military, a lot of expertise when it comes to the law, and must do about 50 interviews a day. Uh, you turn on radio, you turn on television, any state in any country in the world, and there is Colonel Kurt Schlichter, attorney, retired Army infantry colonel with a master's in strategic studies from the United States Army War College. He's a senior columnist at Town Hall and the author of the new book, We'll be back, The Fall and Rise of America. Uh, Kurt, thanks so much for joining us on the radio. I know it can be a tough hour. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, having me. You're right. I am kind of promiscuous about how I uh, uh, appear on a lot of shows. <laughs> I think I'm getting the equivalent of uh, talk radio monkey pox. So you don't want to keep the Kurt, you get through. around there, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the Kamala Harris of conservatism. Oh, oh boy. Oh, we right. there well, that, that was quick. That, that was, was quick. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Kurt, I know you've been you, – your recent column for Town Hall and a lot of what you've been tweeting in the last few days has been – about the Justice Department and the FBI's handling of this raid at Mar-a-Lago. Break it down for folks who may not have been following this story that closely and are not into the weeds like a lot of us are. What exactly did the FBI do wrong with how they handled this raid? Well, look, let let me break it down for the people who aren't, uh, you know, really, uh, really into the you know, vagaries of uh, probable cause and how you draft a warrant and all that stuff. Uh, The senile, uh, borderline moronic president uh, sent guys with guns to rifle through the panty drawer of the wife of his most likely political opponent. There's no constellation of facts out there that's going to make that okay. There's no crime that Donald Trump is going to have committed that makes breaking that kind of norm uh, anywhere near acceptable. The, uh, one of our big problems in America is we have a ruling class composed of very stupid people. Um, you, you, you look at the you know you look at the ruling elite from the 1940s. They beat Hitler. They uh, uh, the, the, they ended the Great Depression. The 60s. You know they. Uh, uh, got Democrats to stop treating uh, a huge number of Americans as uh, semi-humans, which is a continuing problem. They put a man on the moon. This ruling class has given us Iraq, the Wall Street meltdown, and Grinder. So these are very stupid people who have no understanding of history, no understanding of human nature, and think, hey, it's really cool to try and frame the guy who wants to take power from us, not understanding it. The consequences of that thing historically have always been really, really bad. So the the idea that I'm going to sit there and go uh, pull a Tim Scott on CBS, go, well, we need to we need to wait and see what evidence that they have, and so we really know what's going on. Well, I, I know what's going on. For six years, uh, these guys have been trying to frame their political opponent. And what are the odds that this time they got it right? No, guys, seriously, this time, th- this is the time. You know, he's got secret nuclear codes uh, 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 stuffed in uh, uh, Melania's sock drawer. Uh, unlikely. Uh, this is terrible on every level. And uh, 
the 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 counter reaction is going to be uh, uh, substantial and painful as it should be. All right. Well, so the um, the attorney general, Eric Garland and uh, others familiar with the investigation that have commented publicly, they've said that Biden didn't know about this raid before it uh, before it happened. Just so folks are, well, are aware of that. Biden knows about is when. All right. Well, you don't have to take a you don't have to take a cheap shot uh, at it. But I know. Come I know. I know. I know. We have a senile president yeah, but, but, who's being run by a cabal. Well, so then what does it say uh, about the public that, that what does it know anything well what does it say about you the think public they're going and consulting with him all right well so um Kurt, you think they're running this by him hey hey joe i wanted to get your input right no i don't think that right so that that's that's not how you characterize the nature of the right all right what if there was say obviously we don't have access to the affidavit that led to the search warrant but what if there was information from an informant in trump world which is the rumor that there was some informant that uh whose information led to this uh, raid to begin with what if there was information that trump was holding on to documents in violation of the law and not being forthcoming with the appropriate entities, the GSA, the National Archives, and the informant is saying, look, what, what Trump and his attorneys are telling you, that's not accurate. What would have been the proper way to handle this? How should the FBI have handled this? Well, let, let, for, first, let's, let's, let's get by the premise where suddenly maintaining classified material in your possession is illegal. Now, when I was in the military, if, if I would have done that, I would have gone to federal prison. But see, the rules changed in 2016. The rules completely changed when Hillary Clinton actually did it and wasn't charged. So it's not a crime, except it is now. And let's just put let's just put aside whether we should uh, accept a two track justice system. There is no document that the president's going to have. That's going to justify sending guys with guns to his house. Understood. Understood. So what would I don't be care if they don't, you know, here, here's how you do it. You get on the phone, you call his lawyers and you argue about it. And if there's some particular documents they want, they, 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 they get me or turned over or they go to a federal court and say, could you, could you order them to turn those over for us? So you don't send the HRT with M4s. To your political opponent's house. That happens in Uruguay in 1957. Uh, it shouldn't so, happen in the United States in 2022. There's Kurt, no set of facts where it's okay. So, Kurt, you said the rules changed. What you're, what you're pointing to is the rules changed by what they did with Hillary and didn't do. But also then the rule, the law changed when President Trump changed the law, too, down the road, correct? There's two different things there? We're talking about well, President Trump doesn't change the law. No, uh, he signed the know, bill. Democrats want to change the law unilaterally, but the law doesn't change, but the application does. And there is such thing as precedent. You cannot have a dual track system of justice. It doesn't work. That leads to revolution. There's, there's a couple of things that give revolutions, hunger and double systems of justice throughout history. It is unbelievably dangerous, but then again, we have a very short-sighted and stupid and historically illiterate ruling class. So, you know, this is the kind so, of thing that I expect from them. But so, it's unbelievably dangerous. So, Kurt, change change topic slightly. This comes about tonight with you here. I, I, you and I met back in 15 at a debate at Las Vegas. Um, and then you oh, and yeah. your, your wife were in the city two weeks ago. Um, yes. You were in the city for other things and so forth. You, we were talking a little bit about New York, New York being back, some issues with it. But you, know, you were in New York. We were at Empire Steak on the west side. And the table, next, next table over, were from California as well. 
right? They, uh, yes, from, I remember. From your neck of the woods. I mean, the tour, I was out tonight, Frank, earlier tonight. I was at Hunt and Fish. Mm-hmm. And then I was at Dunkin' Donuts picking up the donuts coming. Thank Everything you. Everything was crowded out there tonight. Mm. I mean, it was all there. And then, Kurt, you had the question, I think, uh, it was you or your wife that was commenting on all of the pot smoke where you went. Yes, it's like a permanent cloud of uh, uh, of dope gas. You know, the last thing California needs is uh, to legalize a drug that makes you lazier and stupider. I mean, at <laughs> least, like, if you were on cocaine in the 80s, at least you'd be interesting. I mean, American Psycho interesting, but at least more interesting. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking with Kurt Schlichter. His new book is uh, We'll Be Back, The Fall and Rise now, of America. Now, if you notice, too, oh, Frank, and listeners, they saw this, but the pot trucks were were impounded. The companies paid to get them back, and they were picked up again today. I, they were I, I can't say on it right now up I, to like 49th Street. I can't say that I'm surprised. Uh, so, Kurt, uh, just uh, l- I read your column in Town Hall all about uh, defunding of the FBI. And I know that's something that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and some other folks have have called for. Uh, uh, even if the FBI has not done the right thing here and even if historically they've had a history of corruption or unfairly targeting people going back to J. Edgar Hoover and Mississippi burning uh, and, uh, you know, Know, 30 or other examples that we can name off the top of our heads. Is that a little extreme? Should we really be defunding the FBI? Don't we need somebody to go after terrorists and mobsters and financial criminals? Let's clarify your history of the FBI. Uh, they have been uh, committing, uh, you know, uh, 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 misconduct since the very beginning. They're actually designed to do it. The, the Mississippi burning thing is one of the few times that they didn't screw up. It was uh, Schwarmer, Cheney, and I forget the third guy, uh, civil rights workers murdered by KKK guys. The FBI actually broke that case. It's one of the rare things that they seem to have done right uh, in recent history. Uh, At the same time, of course, the FBI was also listening in on Martin Luther King. Now, uh, there's no situation where it becomes okay to do that, but the FBI is kind of designed to do that. If you look at places like Israel – or Great Britain, they split the law enforcement and counterintelligence capabilities. Uh, in Israel, you have you know their police, and you have Shin Bet, which is the uh, intelligence uh, anti-terrorist. In Britain, you've got Scotland Yard to do law enforcement. You've got MI5 to do counterterrorist counterintelligence. Those those functions are together in the FBI. Makes it a huge, very powerful agency. Uh, some of those functions are legitimate, and they should be. And when the FBI is defunded and disbanded. Because it has proven itself in the last few years absolutely uh, incapable of uh, being uh, fixed. Uh, they have become the personal bodyguard for uh, and, and frankly, uh, you know, dirty deeds doers for the Democrat Party. They have no credibility. I, I would be surprised uh, if across the country you weren't seeing United States attorneys in voir dire asking jurors, anybody here have any uh, bias against the FBI and people going, I don't trust them as far as I can throw them. So, and that's going to be a problem. Uh, they have, uh, they have uh, you know, we have examples of perjury. One of their lawyers was convicted of it. Uh, we have lies. We have leaks. We have uh, a, an attempt to frame the president of the United States. It's outrageous. It needs to be disbanded cannot be tolerated, which means we should not tolerate it. Kurt, you need more energy there. I think you need more <laughs> excitement in there. But, uh, you know, one of the things I... I well, mean, that's because it's like 1030 here in Los yeah. Angeles. 
But Frank, you were talking about you can hear you can hear Kurt anywhere you go. That's right. You can't hear him on CNN. <laughs> uh, no. And, and, and Kurt, you love telling that story that night. But uh, I think the listeners really kind of appreciate this too. It's those that don't care for CNN as much either. But uh, fire away, well, Kurt. It, it, <laughs> December twenty second, twenty fifteen. I'm sitting in my office. I was one of the. Uh, I was a conservative, very conservative uh, Republican who was deeply suspicious of Donald Trump. I didn't believe a thing about they, uh, that he said. I thought he's bringing in great issues. I love his issues. If he was going to do the things he said he's going to do, I'd like him. But I don't believe he's he's a New York uh, real estate developer. He's a Democrat. I don't believe any of it. So I would get on. I'd argue with people uh, from the conservative point of view, not the not the weekly standard cruise ship conservative, but like an actual one, you know, who can do a push up and has kissed a girl. So anyway. <laughs> I'm sitting in my office. They call me up. Hey, can you jump on uh, with Don Lemon real quick on Skype? Yeah, fine, fine, fine. I hit it. Turn it on. It, 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 Don Lemon goes, Kurt, another outrage. And I'm like, oh, no, what happened now? And he said, Donald Trump said, I, I hesitate to even repeat it. He said uh, when Hillary ran uh, uh, for president, she got schlonged by, uh, by Barack Obama. Can you believe this? Oh, this this minor Yiddish vulgarity is the worst thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, move over depredations of Genghis Khan. It's, this is awful. And I, I, I just kind of, some inside me broke. And I said, if I was Dr. Stephen Hawking, I could not calculate a number small enough to measure how little I care. And he's like, what? So I, I don't care. I, you know, I mean, you know, on the scale of things, I, I care about Hillary. Oh, I don't know, empowering her husband to use his internist door. And he says, "You can't say that." So of course, I said it again. And uh, long story short, he cuts me off, and uh, just cut off my mic. And I, and then I hear a producer. It goes dark. I hear a producer go, "Thank you, goodbye, click." Instead of the usual, Kurt, you were amazing. We'll see you soon. No, and you haven't gone back oh, since. I, I got Never had to drive three hours to get back to the studio at, uh, uh, for CNN in Hollywood again, which is kind of you, nice. you notice how he knows the date, yeah, the hey, time. That is very he, you know, impressive. He probably gave you the, the Pacific time, the East Coast time. The, but he was he was so excited and proud of that moment. Well, hopefully under new ownership uh, or, or under new leadership with Chris Licht over there, maybe you'll get reinstated, Kurt. Well, they'd have to pay. Incredible amount of money. I can't believe I gave them gold for free. <laughs> so Kurt, you know, if CNN what? was smart. And it's not. They grab a bunch of conservatives that can put a sense together like me and throw us on and make it make it interesting. Instead, what you have is a giant Jeffrey Tubin Zoom call of like three Total or bomb. four communists uh, sitting around, uh, uh, you know, comparing uh, uh, their notes on uh, Das Kapital. Now, Kurt, breaking news though, too. What what is it that you know that we don't know yet? What have you What do you got out there? You got some great sources. You talked to a lot of people. Um. <laughs> Word on the street. Word on the street is that Donald Trump's running again. Now, I, I, I know people I know people kind of suspect that, but there's a lot of good reasons for him not to do it. But I, I, I recently wrote a, a couple of columns because I'm a lawyer. I'll argue both sides. Depends on how much I get paid because uh, that's what lawyers do in the American system. I wrote the case Donald Trump in town hall, and I wrote the case against. And I get this package in the mail. And, 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 and someone had printed out the case against Donald Trump, and Donald Trump had written on the thing going, you're going to really like what happens. You're going to really love it, Kurt. I won't let you down. So 
I went and got the gaudiest gold frame I could find and framed it because it's so amazing. But, but I've also heard from a lot of people who talk, literally talk to him every day. Uh, he's really looking at running. And, uh, you know, I hope that we have a vigorous primary because I don't believe in coronations, even for guys I like. I, I think we need a very, very tough primary. He has questions to answer about personnel. I want to know why he still talks to Maggie Haberman. Don't you learn lessons, Mr. President? And uh, I want to see what the, I want to see what, how uh, uh, Rick DeSantis fares under the spotlight. He's been great in Florida. How's he going to be? Uh, how's he going to be national stage? Where's he going for VP? And I want Nikki Haley uh, to humiliate herself because she's terrible. And uh, the same thing times a hundred for Liz Cheney. Where, where does where does President Trump go for VP? Uh, he's not going to get DeSantis. He'll go for Christy Nome, who's terrible, or uh, Nikki Haley, who is also terrible. But he thinks he'll be able to control them, which he will. They're both terrible. Kurt, let me ask you this. Obviously, there's been a lot of criticism of the FBI, uh, not just with respect to the Mar-a-Lago raid and the current investigation, but going back the last few years for a whole bunch of things. And uh, there's this uh, there's a lot of criticism, even among people that don't want to defund the FBI, about the current leadership of the FBI. And obviously, the person that appointed the current director of the FBI, Chris Ray who a lot of people fault for his handling of the Mar-a-Lago raid and a whole bunch of other things, was President Trump. Do you think it's fair for conservatives, including Trump conservatives, to hold that against Trump in a Republican primary contest? Should Trump have to answer for appointing people like Christopher Wray? Absolutely. Personnel has always been his weak point. you got a few great guys. Robert O'Brien was incredible. Uh, Rick Grinnell. Uh, just just another incredible choice. And then you got Millie. And you got uh, yeah, this John Bolton, cat. Rex Tillerson, Anthony John Scaramucci. Bolton, John Mo- Scaramucci. Right, <laughs> Ryan Zinke. Club, right. right. Um, it's uh, he, 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 the problem with Trump. You stumped Kurt. Is he came into the Oval Office without a Rolodex. If you would, if that, oh, oh, you know, uh, fat puffball uh, Jeb Bush had been elected. He'd have had a Rolodex with 4,000 appointees right away. Trump didn't have that. He ran a pretty closely held company. He made a lot of decisions personally. He didn't delegate the way he did to, didn't understand exactly how the federal government worked. And he didn't have the people. I mean, Rex Tillerson? Rex Tillerson? You know, his personnel choices were terrible. I want to know that they won't be terrible this time. I want to see a list. The smartest thing he did one of the smartest things, uh, but the smartest things, one of the smartest things he did was he, I will pick my uh, Supreme Court justices off this list. Brilliant, because that put us at ease. I would like him to see, hey, here's 20 guys and gals. I'm going to pick, uh, you know, my cabinet folks uh, uh, off this list, largely off this list. I think that would be genius. Um now, of course, I'd make sure they were all on board with it before he, uh, he went out and said it. But uh, uh, no, I, I, you, you've hit exactly the big problem. That personnel's policy and his personnel choices were terrible, just awful. Kurt, earlier today, you tweeted something out, and again, you and I talked about it separately, or texted about it, was the uh, border and what's going on down there a little bit. Uh, you, you, know, you were 
colonel in, in the National Guard. You, you were overseas, of course, and deployed, but you were back in the National Guard in California. And you, you've seen the Border Patrol and the National Guard both patrol in the same areas, right? You've been around that? Uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they, they do overlap. Uh, when, you're in a, uh, when you're in the continental United States, uh, civilian for, so the civilian agency usually takes the lead. So it's not like the military is out there doing its own thing. They are working very closely with the civilians, and the civilian will be the lead agency. And there's a number of reasons for that, uh, and they're not crazy reasons. Uh, it was the first law review on uh, military support to civil uh, uh, authorities after I came back from uh, serving in the L.A. riots. And I worked in a lot of this. I commanded you know, about 1,300 guys during the San Diego fires. I was in the earthquakes and some other stuff. So and did lots of planning for it. So this is this is one of the things that I did. Uh, the military is in a, is in a support role in these operations. There's good reasons. Military guys are designed to kill people and break things. Not exactly what you want when dealing with uh, civilian migrants. I'm pretty hardcore on immigration, guys. I'm pretty much a deport everybody. But I don't particularly want to hurt anybody. And what happened today is, you know, some Texas guardsmen, probably on state active duty, uh, which is a certain status, uh, shut a gate. The Border Patrol came, opened the gate, and let these guys into the country, took them away for a processing and release, hopefully to be released in Times Square. Um, but that's a different story. On that uh, note, it's just outrageous. Uh, Kurt Schlichter, uh, author of the book, will be back, The Fall and Rise of America. Uh, attorney, retired Army inf- infantry colonel, thanks for joining us. We'll talk again soon, I hope. Hopefully hopefully you'll end up better um, on this program than, hey, than Don Lemon. And, and come back to New York so- soon, Kurt. We need you here. Hey, man. Anytime. We'll go out for drinks again. You got it. All right. Thank you. Kurt Schlichter.